You made the white man taste it a beer face. You have a new good beer. I do. I I really like the name. That's why I bought it. We'll okay. Get into that cool. countrymen welcome to episode 68 of the quarter life crisis podcast derek is giving me a look but i am your host hunty the founder of the first five below inspired brewery um i did not think of a name for it because i'm lazy but every drink will be below five dollars and it will be great um alongside me as always is everyone's favorite co-host creating his own cryptocurrency called dirt coin so he feels included it's direct derek how we doing get out of here i would love i would love for our one roman fan to come forward now that you Roman, <laughs> you said friends, Romans, and countrymen. You've never heard that phrase? No, I have. But oh, okay. If it, if you're gonna say it, it's got to be applicable. It's actually I'm um, an ad for 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 get Roman for Roman swipes. Swipe up fifty percent off. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we don't have sponsors. Derek, how are you? Uh, I we don't have sponsors, and I'm pissed about it. We should be making money by this point. <laughs> you think? I think we're just bad at this. But you know, when when you're mad about not having sponsors, you got to drink a beer. So what do we got, Derek? When blank, you drink a beer. Yeah, um. Literally. I've got a, because, because this is a milestone, eh, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I wanted an excuse to drink an anniversary beer. So I've got the uh, flying dog. Oh, here we go. Here's the way I can segue it in because I think you're doing such a great job at uh, being the host. I've got the flying dog. Great job. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, It's the 30th anniversary beer that came out a couple months ago. And uh, it's a West coast style double IPA. And it's delicious. Truly a horrific segue, but. (laughs) Hey man, I appreciate it nonetheless. Um, Want to know a fun fact about the Segway? What? Um, the man who invented the Segway died because he drove a Segway off a cliff while trying to demonstrate how quickly Segways could stop. That's that's a true fact. <laughs> incredible, right? Incredible. Speaking of Segways. Yeah, um, so I have a new beer. It's from a new brewery, and not a new brewery, but a brewery that I've never had before from Rochester. It's called a Rochesterian. Of course, of course, and I that think was that's such an awesome name for everybody. For everybody listening, um, we we've decided that uh, we decided we discovered something called the white man just tasted a beer face, and it's when you take a sip of a drink and then pull it away from you and kind of purse your lips and go. Mm, interesting. and so when we first signed on i saw i saw hunter look at his hand and make the ooh face i'm like oh i guess his beer's good <laughs> it is good it's a scotch ale it tastes good um yeah so we got some stuff to talk about today derek uh none of it is related so we're cool. just gonna we're just gonna dive right in so i have another tier list for us this week we haven't done mm-hmm. one in a few weeks yeah um, we haven't i know we kind of got off the, i think we got tired of it but we have a new one um i was listening to every day when i go to the gym i watch good morning football because it's the only thing it's on at 7 a.m um and it's live and it's interesting whatever so they posed the question the other day as to which nfl player would um win survivor or could win survivor and i was like shoe. <laughs> Well, I was like, interesting question. Yeah. And they were, there were some quite, I think someone put like that new Ravens guard, Ben Cleveland, who like, eats yeah, squirrels. that's a good answer. He could too. probably win. But so too. I said, okay, what if we took that and instead of just naming a person, what if we took a contestant from all 32 teams and ranked them based on if they could win Survivor? Now, Lord, 
I came up with the list. I did not always go for the for the obvious choice. So like okay. the Rams, I did not go Aaron Donald because I was like, <laughs> obviously he would win or mm-hmm. come very close. There are some obvious choices, but that's because the rest of the team is like, either we don't know who they are or they're just not a good candidate. So I'm going to go ahead and show you the list. There we go. Oh, get out of here. All righty. All right. So in our, in our tiers, as usual, we have our, in our S tier, our Supreme survivors. Um, in A tier, we have our wilderness winners. B tier, we have our average adventurers. C tier, we have pitiful pioneers. And then in D tier, we have bad news bears. Um, Hopefully the person from the bears has not ended up there, but they might. <laughs> um, all right. So first up, this did not go in, you know, team order, but I know each of these players. So first on this list from the Denver Broncos is Von Miller. Derek, where do we stand on Von Miller? So Von Miller, he's a man's man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know too much about him personality wise, but I feel like he'd be, he'd be good for, um, teaming up with because i can't imagine him being a i mean he's on the broncos and hasn't asked to go anywhere else recently so um mm-hmm. i feel, feel like he's a pretty uh, reliable ally um he's pretty athletic too pretty yeah athletic. you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the wilderness winner for this first one i think i think that's a good choice i think he's uh he's got the tools to to make it very far if not win the whole thing but he might need you know some a couple alliances in there to get him yeah. through yeah. you know um, next up from the Detroit Lions is rookie offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell is a monster of a human. He is. That being said, uh, I don't see Panay, or I don't see Sewell uh, getting off his butt. <laughs> He's there for protection, and when you're in the wilderness, like that's only like a tenth of the of the thing that you need. Um, yeah, he's he's playing he's playing to defend himself, not necessarily proactive and win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know you need to you need to help other people out. You can't win that game by yourself. I'll go pitiful pioneer on that one. Yeah, I, I think he's he'd be good for like you know the the heavy lifting stuff, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the the skill and the cunningness to actually win, I don't know if he's got it. Um, speaking of someone that I think underrated could win Survivor, uh, everybody's favorite petty quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad news bear, dude. And you want to why? Why? As soon as his team started doing things other than he wanted to do, he would just stop working. Good point. Good <laughs> point. That's a good point. I was thinking like, oh, he's very, I know he's a very outdoorsy guy, very wilderness related, but wow, that's a good point. Man, yep. Look at that. Yeah, that's a quick, easy, your toast. Um, next up from the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Quentin Nelson. What do you think here? Um, he's a pretty, watching him play, he, he's a very mauling type guard. He will literally like wreck people where they stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's on the interior of the line, right? So he's not on the outside. He's, he's dependable, but also you can move him into a lot of different spaces and he'll still succeed. So, so I, th- I think he's an average adventurer here. I don't think sure. he's necessarily the best of the best, but I don't think he's Pene Sewell, you know, like he's a proactive guy, I think. Yeah, I'm down for that. Um, next up from the Houston Texans. Left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. Dude, Laramie Tunsil, just by existing, caused a shockwave that changed the NFL forever. Mm-hmm. He is a supreme survivor. Yeah, that, that guy's crazy. He can, he, wow, look at this straight line. That's, yeah, that's, we're, wow. we're five for five right now. Look at that, okay. Um, yeah, he's, he definitely is going to take the world by storm and, and put everyone on his back, um, whether he wants to or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up from the Kansas City Chiefs is Tyreek Hill. The speedster, the cheetah. Yeah, he's a cheetah. Um, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to incorporate as much um, 
personality as I am play style. For somebody who has admittedly watched maybe a total of four episodes of Survivor. Same. Um, just because of his athleticism, his athleticism alone would put him in Supreme Survivors. Yeah, sure. But his everything else. <laughs> his intangibles. Uh I don't I don't think I feel I don't think I feel confident enough dropping him to average. So let's put him in winners. Wilderness winners. Yeah, I feel like his his uh, he's one of those like people that he he's like one of those teams that they're just so good that they can like take three nights off and still win all three games. Yeah. It's just close, you know, like it's just he's too good not to put him high. Yeah. Um next up from the Las Vegas Raiders, Yannick Ngakwe. Ooh, Ngakwe. Wow. Athletic, Ooh, man. athletic specimen, Mr. Ngakwe. Mr. Ngakwe, yeah. Uh hmm. 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 You know, it's weird because from this entire from this entire list so far that we've gone through the six that we've gotten, we haven't gotten any like team leaders. And yeah. I feel like if I hear that, that just bumps people up like yeah, two categories already. Like if um, as much as it pains me to admit it, if Ray Lewis was on this list, he'd be oh. supreme survivor easy. Hi, um, dude. He's I was about to say something super messed up because he's a murderer. Yeah, I was gonna be like, yeah, he's got good survival instincts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm, Ngakwe. I don't know about Ngakwe. Though. I don't know though, you... because Ngakwe, like no team really wants him to stick around that often. Yeah. Like, he's just jumping from team to so is he a, is he a bad fit on a team or is he a bad like locker room? Person? You know what? You know, I, I the way I look at it is he you ne- he's jumping around, but I don't think he ever like underproduces. Yeah. He gives he's you exactly very... like he I think he is good for a, a a spot that needs to be filled on any team, I think. Sure. So like let's go average. Let's go average. Yeah, I feel like that's a good fit. That's yeah. a good spot for him. Uh, next up from the LA Rams, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> um, he, he's got the mindset to win for sure. Yeah. Does he have the ability though? <laughs> he's got the t- t- tenacity. Um, you know, with Survivor, well, with like I said, I haven't watched that much Survivor, but with like those kind of those kind of uh, reality TV show games, the reality game shows is what I mean to say. Yes uh tenacity is half the game if yeah, you if it's, you can mental i forget the name of the show we were watching but um it was this it was this uh reality show in the same way that it was called um god dang it i forgot what it was called but t- there were two teams and one of them was like the future team and one of them was like the prehistoric team mm-hmm. and then they would compete to see who gets to be which one the next week because like obviously sure. the prehistoric had to live in a cave and all that stuff and this one kid guy who had zero skill or like leadership ability just got to the final four just by being like i'm gonna get to the final four right by sheer will so like i don't think it's i don't think bad news bears is the way to put it i think i'll go pine pitiful pioneer yeah i don't know if he's got the stuff to like really like it's it's like the opposite of tyreek hill almost it's like you've Mm. got like the will and determination but and you're talented to a degree but are you that good that you're gonna you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh from the other la team the chargers justin herbert so if you would ask the, me, he's got the surfer vibe going on. If you had asked me before this past season, I would have said pitiful. Mm-hmm. Maybe even bad news bear. He's the dude now. But holy crap, <laughs> he's, he's a dog. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of his like personal leadership capabilities. I've seen like obviously his actions carry that enough. I feel like it's relatively high based on how it, well he did. That's that's what I'm saying. Like if yeah. you were able to j- jump in and immediately just like kind of hit the ground running. I don't because it's only been one season though. I can't put him in supreme. Supreme, I will say top of wilderness winners though. That's fair. I agree with that. I think he's he's got the mojo, the charisma, the stuff. But it's you know I need to see you do it twice for for me to have the prove it mentality. You know, 
Um, next up, I, I think this from the Arizona Cardinals, one of the easiest surefire top tiers is JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt, like, I mean, and keep in mind this was before all of the leaked things about the Texans. JJ Watt as a person made me root for the Texans in every oh, yeah. game they played. <laughs> he's just a good guy. He's just good a good dude. He's a great athlete. He's a natural born leader. He would yeah. I think he'd run away with it. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, he's just the he's the prototypical athlete. Like yeah. pro athlete. Oh, yeah. He's what you want out of a pro oh, yeah. athlete. Uh, next up from the Miami Dolphins is tight end Mike Gesicki. The um, wanted, didn't you go not, to Penn State, right? I think so. I wanted, I wanted um, my boy. Uh, is he still in the Dolphins? Is he on the- Oh shoot! I I was thinking Jags. Jags. Never mind. Sorry. Who who, who are you thinking of? Gardner. Oh, he he's at the bottom of this list, man. Come yeah, yeah, he's yeah, at the yeah. I, I see him now. I see him now. Okay. <laughs> it's similar colors. I yeah, guess. color schemes are the same. They're in the same. They're in the same state. We're chilling. Yeah. Um, I don't know that much about this guy. So what's what's your deal? I, I mean, I know he's from tight end university, which apparently is Penn state oh, now. Cause they've yeah. had like five tight ends draft in the last three years. Um, he's reliable, but I feel like he's very bland as a person. So I, I think because of that, he should go on average. Sure. Like he's good athlete, reliable to a degree, but just like, okay. It's crazy that one of arguably the, no, definitely the top 10, arguably top five quarterbacks of all time is the only one in the bottom tier right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's good because how volatile he is. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like he's, do we, can we talk about how I just said volatile? Volatile. 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 All right. I'm having a stroke. Um, you been back to Charles County anytime recently? <laughs> no, thank God. Uh, next up from the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, my dude. That's a bro right there. Wilderness war- winners, I'd say. I don't, yeah. I don't think Dalvin's shown me enough to be a supreme, but, you know, he's Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think the next one, though, is going straight to the bottom as well. All the, all the quarterbacks, man, except for Herbert. Um, from the New England Patriots, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a clown. He's a clown. <laughs> Dude, the way he was walking at the draft. Oh, so funny. Have, have you ever seen that video of um, Vladimir Putin um, walking down the hallway, and every time he takes a turn, he gets wider? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I I, I really wish there was more turns because I totally would have like tried to make that with Mac Jones. <laughs> Have we, have I ever, have we talked about what his um, middle name is? No. <laughs> so his first name is Michael. The name Mac comes from his middle name, which is McCorkle. <laughs> his middle name is, my, is Michael McCorkle Jones. Dude, that, I, I think I texted you about this, but today uh, I watched, a, I saw a lacrosse player by the name of Wheaton. Um, what, what was his name? I don't oh, remember, God, but his first name was Wheaton. It's Wheaton uh, Jackaboys. Yeah, Ch- Wheaton Jackaboys. That's almost as bad as McCorkle. <laughs> McCorkle, I think that's such a stupid name. McCorkle, like, that sounds that? like, dude, that sounds like the name you would write if you weren't that good at coming up with names, the name you would write for like a town coot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the town village idiot. Like, oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. McCorkle over there. You know? Yeah, old man <laughs> McCorkle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, from the New Orleans Saints, we have Alvin Kamara. Dude, it's a that's a supreme survivor. Alvin Kamara's he's, he's Alvin Kamara. <laughs> like, he's got he's got the charisma and the 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 je ne sais quoi to go for it. Um ooh, New Orleans French. Look at that. Go I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carly, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure he single-handedly won my sister her uh fantasy league last year. I mean, he didn't he have that one game where he had like seven touchdowns. Yeah, oh yeah. Or was yeah. that yeah, that was him. That was him. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, like the other team put out like 35 and still lost by like 20. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, from the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. So he likes his Greek yogurt. Yeah, he does like his Greek yogurt. I, I'm of the opinion that Saquon is one of the most overrated players in the NFL right now. 
I mean, he's a running back, so you're not wrong <laughs> Good to point. a degree. Um, and when he, it, it's it's kind of he kind of reminds me of the way Ezekiel Elliott was his rookie season, because um, when he was on, he was on. Yeah. But yeah. if you if you stop him once at the line, he's done for the rest of the game. Yeah. So I do think I do think. The, yes, I do think compare just comparing him to to Zeke. I think that he's got. I think Zeke's game is like entirely mental, whereas Saquon a little bit can kind of push past that. But sure. um, I do agree to that to, to for most of that. And for that reason, it's he's pitiful pioneer for me. Yeah, I think he's got the athleticism and the durability, but it's the do you have the mental capacity to just keep going? Yeah. yeah. Um, from the New York Jets, the man who sneezed and then blessed himself, Mr. Keenan Williams. <laughs> Quinnen? Keenan? How do you say his name? Keenan. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for that, you know, <laughs> I forgot All about time that video. Until right now. All time video. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he, and then he thanked himself too. <laughs> He went, he went, actually, the bless you. Thank you. I feel so bad for laughing. That man has horrible CTE for that. I mean, he's, he's a bad news bear. I, so I don't know, man. I think that's, you got to have a sense of humor to win survivor, man. I don't yeah. Know. But when you no, like, <laughs> he's going at the top of bad yeah. news bear. Right? Yeah. He we're deserves leaving, the top. Leaving, we're leaving McCorkle at the bottom there. Yeah. Um, McCorkle. <laughs> I will only refer to him as McCorkle for the rest of the season. Holy he crap. Ever wins a Super Bowl, I'm going to be like McCorkle won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl champion McCorkle Jones. <laughs> oh, what a great name. Um, all right, next from the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to try my best to keep my Philly bias out of this. My anti-Philly bias, I should say, out of this. Um, Jalen Hurts, for the games that he played, was good. Yeah. Specifically the Saints game. Yeah. Um, and there's that whole discussion about the Week 17 game against Wooft. I don't want to go there. Um, yeah, because, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like I haven't seen anything because he only, what do you only play like five games? Not even four. Yeah. So, and, and for four of those games, no, nah, for three of the three and a half of those games, he was good. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not enough data yet. I'm going with average. Yeah. I also think like, he's just, I feel like he's a good enough leader. I well, like I, well, I also saw in, uh, he was asked who he believes the best, um, quarterback wide receiver pairing in the in the nfc is and he said it was him and uh Devontae. it's like all right get on get out of here i mean you haven't thrown a single pass to him yet he's gotta say that man come on <laughs> um everyone's favorite uh social media stirrer from the pittsburgh steelers mr juju smith schuster dude that kid's got an attitude of a four-year-old whose mom just told him it was time to stop playing on the arcade yeah. machines he's got he's he's literally so Juju super immature <laughs> so and he can't even like back it up with elite play like he's just he's good but he's not like amazing and, and what's worse is like i well specifically because um washington was the one that stopped their uh their undefeated season yeah. I, I immediately went to juju smith schuster's the next morning uh tiktok about it because i knew he'd post about it oh, and yeah. he's like what we lost to a team without a name isn't that funny it's like bro you just lost you just derailed an undefeated season how could you be making yeah. jokes about it come on also like that that joke would have been funny if it was like, like week five yeah it was week 12 yeah oh like God. like who cares at that point uh, juju sorry you're a bad news bear um from the san francisco 49ers a player that i actually really like george kittle george kittle is one of my favorite players in the league uh that's a supreme He's survivor I love George Kittle, dude. He loves football. 
He yeah, loves football so much. He's like, I'm going to every, every Sunday or every game day, he goes out there and is like, I'm getting to play a game that I love. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I, the, the Seahawks were like, the Seahawks almost drafted him when he was drafted by San Francisco and San Francisco mm. picked like three picks ahead of them or something. And they were prepared to take him. And I'm like, Ooh, Russell Wilson to George Kittle would be an elite combination. Yeah, that'd, be, that, that'd be dirty. That'd be killer. Dang. Uh, but maybe I, if you passed on the one that would have been caught then. <sighs> <laughs> sorry, I'm maybe, sorry. It was, it, was, maybe. it was right there. It was that right was there. way before he was drafted. Get yeah, out of here. Speaking of Seattle Seahawks receivers, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is one of the scariest sons of a guns I have ever seen. That dude is ripped. <laughs> that dude is shredded. I and at the at risk of letting your bias take it over. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anything about him personality wise. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to defer to you on this one. He's um, (laughs) well, put it this way. His mouth guard is a pacifier. Like that's a design. on. Oh, he kind of dumb. He's I mean, he a dummy, but he's also like, just, he kind of, he's a goofball. He dyes his hair like every other week, um, different colors and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's like a fun guy. Um, I wouldn't put him in Supreme, but I would put him in wilderness. That that sounds about right. I mean, with, with the with the athleticism alone, he can't go lower than that. Oh, I know. He's and I just I don't think he has like the the leadership skills just yet to get him there. But he is he's a f- athletic freak. Yeah. Um, other athletic freak, Julio Jones, the Atlanta Falcons. Julio, I feel like we don't know anything about his personality. Yeah, other than he's just like a really good football player. Yeah, and oh, man, because I don't want to. I don't, want to put him in average because I think he's better than everybody else in average bottom of winners, I guess. Yeah. I feel like it's like similar to the DK thing. Like I can't really put you much lower than that. You know, like okay. I kind of have yeah. to put you cause you're that sure. good at what you do. Um, but I also like, just don't know enough about you overall. Um, this will be an interesting one. Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, <laughs> and, and again, I'm trying to put my anti Brady bias aside here. Wait, you don't like Tom Brady? Uh, I mean, not, not the biggest fan. Admittedly, one of the best athletes of all time. The generation, definitely all time, probably. Uh, but, dude, that attitude, I could not handle his attitude. Yeah, he's he, such a he is the worst. He is the worst. And, and the reason that everybody on the Patriots loves him is be- everybody that plays with them loves him is because they win. Right. He I feel like if they, if they lost all the time, they'd be like, this guy sucks. And Dude, I every him. time I see him, like every time I see him, like throw a bad pass or fumble the ball or like uh, anything bad go against him, he'll he's throwing his helmet. He's cursing himself out. Like it's like, and, and Brady fans will be like, it's just because he's so passionate. No, he's a whiny little son of a gun. I'm trying to keep myself from having to do extra work and censoring. Uh, he's pitiful, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's like Aaron Rodgers, but but like ticked up a degree to the sense that like he's not as bad as Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like he he'll be angry and annoyed with how the, if if his team started doing something he didn't like. He would just like outwardly say it, but then just like do his own thing and still make yeah. the team win. You know what I mean? You, like he's not going to quit. This is a perfect example. You remember that uh, that was I don't know was it the conference championship or the or the uh, semifinal when Cam Newton? Um, he, I don't remember even who they were playing. The Panthers uh, led led up a touchdown with like forty one seconds left, and the camera immediately went to Cam immediately went to Cam Newton. He went, 
Okay. And just like power walked over oh, the sideline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that would never all t- be Tom all Brady. time. All time. I would yeah. never do Tom Brady would be, he would throw the iPad out of his hands. Like he would have been so upset. He'd been so pissed. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. No. Um, speaking of a work, well, not speaking of just, I wanted to say workhorse because I like it when it applies to this person. Uh, Derek Henry from the Tennessee Titans. Talk about putting a team on your back. Talk literally. about putting a team on. You know what? Yeah, Supreme <laughs> like, Survivors. Yeah, he's got to yeah. be at the top. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's the only running back that like truly is a game breaker yeah. because this man will, even that he's fast and runs for like 250 yards a game, it's he'll literally run through every single player to do it. And I'm like, this yeah. man's crazy, but all right. Um, next up from the Harvard University, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh God, what happened? There it is. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say top of average adventurers and here's why okay one if you've got a physical challenge where you have to throw something really far it's a win yeah two he has been all over the freaking place and done fine he's a great leader he's a great leader and three uh this is meta this is meta right here but have you seen his outfits yeah dude the network will never let him get voted off i know yeah. <laughs> he's yeah no he's he's chilling he's just like he's just like a good he's a, he's a, just a good person to put in that middle tier that's yeah. always going to get your rating yeah he's exactly guy. he's got seven kids i didn't know that yeah that's that's wild he's given philip rivers a run for his money um <laughs> next up from the baltimore ravens is pat ricard their fullback yeah you bring back the fullback um have you ever heard I, pat ricard talk yeah i don't think i know a single thing about him other than he plays he's one of the two active fullbacks in the nfl let's give him average for that <laughs> i know nothing about pat ricard all i know is that joe all i know is joe loves pat ricard dude joe i i can't take joe's opinion on any raven seriously i know except I know. ed reed ed reed is one of the best football players of all time yeah that's but, true that's a uh, yeah um from the buffalo bills mr josh allen bottom of winners because okay. I think he's great. I think he has the potential to make the Bills not a dynasty, but give them a, a, a hey, remember the remember the Allen era? Yeah, that, that's what Bills fans will be saying for a while. Yeah. But uh he still has yet to push over that threshold. He already has had a better season overall statistically. Actually, he's had the best season statistically in Bill's history as a quarterback, yeah. which is crazy to think about because Jim Kelly was there in the 90s. Yeah, and right. And he just blew past him. Right. Um, I think he's an – I would be best friends with Josh Allen if I knew him. I feel oh, like yeah, he's, he's such a, I think he's such a bro. Um, next up from the Carolina Panthers and University of Maryland graduate, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Um, you know – we keep putting everybody in winners, but I think he deserves it. You know, I think so. Too. He's just—he's just a dog. Like he just does his thing. He's. Good I mean, it's it. the Maryland bias from us, but like he—you <laughs> never hear like and and never I I like bad. when I like when players get a little like little uh, uh, jawing. You know, I like it when they like start talking about how good they are. Yeah. Um, but he never like I've never seen an instance where I've been like just get back on the bench, DJ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, he and backs it up. Yeah, yeah. He he will do a great play. He'll spike the ball and scream, and then he'll get on the line for the next play. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's a – I really appreciate that as a Remember player. when we saw uh, Infinity War and he got drafted right behind us? Like, yeah, and all the players were behind nuts, us. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Um, next up from the Chicago Bears, their new franchise quarterback, Mr. Justin Fields. Now, I have I, – you're shaking your head. Now, i voting for Pitiful off the bat. Really? Here's wow. Why. I think he's good. I think he's talented. But there is a reason – 
that he fell as far as he did when quarterback needy teams literally said, we don't want you on our roster. So there's a dependability issue for me. I think he is going to be good. I think there are too many question marks about him, even in college. Um, And so I think that that just, I would have put him probably in wilderness, but I think that alone, just the amount of skepticism around him knocks him down. a few. Yeah. Yeah. And and everybody was like, well, what, why did this happen? Something, some information got out. They learned something about him as a as a person or as a player, and then it yeah. wasn't worth the, the taking him on. I will say though, I saw they asked all the rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first round what they think their Madden rating will be in Madden twenty two, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he said something. He said between like seventy six and eighty, and all the other ones were like eighty five, ninety. It's like come on, guys. Well, okay, well. Clearly, they don't play enough Madden to know that that's yeah, not exactly. how the rating system works. It's like, like, it's like Justin Fields knows. <laughs> like Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's like a seventy-eight. Like yeah. I, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence will probably be like an eighty-three. <laughs> yeah, they asked, um, what's the Mormon kid's name? I forget his name. Oh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, he said ninety. Oh, come, come on. on. Zach like, Wilson. Like Tom Brady is a ninety-three. Like Get you know. married to the game. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that dude um speaking of rookie quarterbacks well not really so much anymore but uh joe burrow the cincinnati bengals oh, his knees joe don't burrow. hold up much though apparently. i like <laughs> i like joe burrow a lot man i do um, like joe burrow a lot he's the he's got the stuff i think he's got the the whatever i'm trying to say you know if I, mean. I was basing it solely on nfl i'd give him pitiful but because i saw i watched him at lsu i'm giving him top of average yeah he's a leader yeah. he's a good kid he's hysterical i feel like he's we just charming. don't know like we got to see it again. Yeah, he's got he's got all of the right like like yeah. on paper qualities of a, of like a survivor winner, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. Ooh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. Uh, single handedly single handedly won me a few fantasy games in the past. Um, I will never the moment I'll never forget about Nick Chubb was when we went to that Ravens Browns game and uh, the Ravens had just scored that touchdown and like pull it within like, I don't know, 10 points. And then Nick Chubb on the first play from scrimmage next drive, just takes it 80 yards so, to the house. And we, and Joe was like, huh? Yep, that, dude. I I was sitting next to Greg and he was like, God, <laughs> um, I'll give him wilderness winner. I, I like Nick. Okay. Chubb. I like Nick Chubb a lot. I, I, to, to be that much of a leader and an athlete on the Cleveland Browns, yeah. you gotta have some, you gotta have some kind of like, chutzpah you know what i'm saying that's the word i was looking for and i couldn't <laughs> find it no oh, thanks eric oh. <laughs> next up and i think we all know where this guy's going ezekiel elliott from the from the dallas cowboys i don't even want to talk about this guy he's got to he's got to be bad news bears right yeah Ezekiel. Like he's just a he's such a diva ezekiel elliott would be the front runner in the first two physical challenges and then do nothing yeah mm-hmm. yep that is that's his career in a nutshell yeah what a bust um and last, but certainly not least, this is guys going, I think, straight to the top. From the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. Gardner Minshew the second. Minshew to the moon, bro. He is the – dude, he is Florida. He lived Survivor. He is the <laughs> Florida man. Come on. He's already – he's like, this is a joke. Camera he's, crew, come on now. As he, like, <laughs> bites the head of a fish off. Like, yeah, come on. He's, he's literally just sitting there going, uh, like, if you ever see a headline that just says Florida man exists, it's Gardner Minshew. That's who dude, they're talking about. Dude, he'd be on Survivor and forget that he was on Survivor. <laughs> probably to be, he'd just be like oh, he's just be like oh yeah we got a ceremony tonight never had to deal with that before that's so cool um yeah so i'm not going to read all these back because that would take forever um but i, I think that's a good list how do, you, how do you feel about that list that we got i feel like um, i feel like everyone is right where they should be i really appreciate how the the player for the woof isn't even on the woof for a season yet but 
Well, I was trying to look around and I didn't want to do Chase Young because I was like, that's way too easy. Um, I, I didn't really like, could have done Terry McLaurin, but I was like, nah, like Ryan Fitzpatrick and that beard, we got we yeah. got to bring them in. We got to yeah. see. Um, all right. Before, Derek, we get to Spider-Man Homecoming, which I know you're very excited very about. Excited. I have some questions for you. I decided to go back to the Ask Reddit page. Ooh, okay. Just to get some get some new some new things that I think would be too fun to talk about. So, our first question for you, Derek, is what is your favorite profanity-free insult? Well, I mean, it, for me, it's you donut. True. That's um, I do you like that one? I, I really appreciate anything that is an unconventional that is unconventional. Yeah. Like I, I saw my I saw my sister's boyfriend use um the the <laughs> you moldy slice of pineapple. Nice. I really like that one. Um, but I think the best insult is summed up in a tweet that I saw. I think my, I think Carly shared it with me, but um, is a tweet that says the best insult is um, who's this clown? Because you're imp- not only implying that the person is a clown, but that they are a not very well known clown. <laughs> so that's my favorite for audacity. audacity. I think mine is just straight up calling people a clown. Like you're such a clown. Yeah, like it's that's clown. that that gets people so like boiled and just riled up, just angry. Because like it's not even that bad when you think about it. It's just like you're a goofy person. Like you're an idiot. Like what are you yeah. doing? Um, I also really appreciate telling people to kick rocks. Yeah, pound uh, sand, kick rocks, all those kind of like things. like what is it? What like what does that even mean really when you think about it? I really appreciate also the based versus cringe. <laughs> It's like a yeah. cringe, man. Come on, like <laughs> I, I personally a, would never want to be called that. Just it's like, such ah, a dumb insult, ah. but it. Cu- oh, this is another dumb one that cuts so deep. Clod, C L O D. I've never heard that, dude. Next time you say something stupid, I'm gonna be like Clod, and you'll. It's like it's like I know this shouldn't hurt, but it does. But it does. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of Pennsylvania? <laughs> Um, well, dismissing, uh, my mom who grew up there, <laughs> Yikes. dismissing the, uh, the worst sports fan base in America. True. Um, actually two of them, if you think about it, who's the other one, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Eh, I don't mind the Steelers that much. Uh, I don't like Pittsburgh <laughs> fans. um, I haven't been surrounded with the kind of Pittsburgh fans that, uh, that all my friends have. Yeah, I've been true. surrounded with the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh fans that are just everywhere, you know. Yeah. The ones that like the Steelers and are very proud of the fact that they like the Steelers, but not but not they're not like Yinzers, you know. All Yins know the Steelers. The yeah, Steelers. exactly. Um, <laughs> weirdly enough, the first thing that comes to my mind was when uh, Joe and Andy and I were driving back from Buffalo, and we were driving through Harrisburg, and we were on this street that was that had that was like it was like a warehouse and then like a rundown office building that was still in use. And it, it was just like a overcast day. Yeah. And Joe were, it's like silent. And Joe turns to me and says, this is a state capital. <laughs> so that's, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Pennsylvania now. Yeah. I think for me, it's just the color gray. I don't think they get sunny days there. Like ever. Yeah. It's just always overcast every time I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, it's just like, not like, I'm sure it's, I'm sure like the Philly area is nice. Like I've like been to Philly. It's, Philly. Like Philly's a cool city. Yeah, but, I've like, been to Philly. It's it's literally just Baltimore, but a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, you know, interesting. There's a lot of history there, but I feel like Pennsylvania in general, the actual it's like it's like New York State. When you go outside of New York City, Buffalo, Rochester, like it's like, okay. Like yeah. now what? Yeah. It's just like I don't know. Really there's a reason here. that it's Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and then Pennsylvania. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a reason the middle of the state no one talks about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, next question. Love you, what? my mom's side of the family who True. lives in Pennsylvania. What song, Derek, should you never sing in prison? In prison. <laughs> Someone um, actually asked this on the internet. That's actually a really funny question. Uh, pumped up kicks for one. Oh yeah, that'd be a bad one. You don't want to be talking about outrunning my gun in prison. Um, I shot the sheriff because that's just an admission of guilt. <laughs> yeah, I feel like f the police by straight by straight out of Compton. Yeah, be- that'd be pretty bad too. Um, or I don't know. I've never been to prison, about? so and I don't plan on going anytime soon. I think just like an awkward song to sing in prison. <laughs> what's um, what's the what's the song that's like um the uh that's amore like that Italian song? <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious to hear someone singing that in a prison <laughs> when the moon hits your eye oh, like a big pizza pie. <laughs> when the moon hits your oh my god, that's just in that case like Barbie girl. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just like just something off the wall. <laughs> That's just... really funny. Holy crap. <laughs> well done. Um, next question. What is some, what is what do you own a ridiculous amount of? It's like something it's you shouldn't own this many of these this thing, but you do. Probably 3D printed ob- objects. Thanks, Wynn. Well, um, you can never have too many of those. But I was about to say that's not an issue, dude. Most recently, I was at their house around Easter time, and he gave me this like really cool egg. Whoa! <laughs> I love this thing. I accidentally put a or not accidentally I put a couple coins in it in the slot, yeah. and hang on, I could probably like yeah, they're stuck in there, and I can't get them out. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. I don't really collect a lot of things though. I probably the closest thing that I could think of was you know those when you go to like random tourist destinations, oh, um, yeah. uh, and you could like you could like take a penny and like crush it and put like a design on it or something. Oh yeah. 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 Though, that I have a, I have a lot of those just strewn about my childhood bedroom. I think weirdly enough in this day and age, I own too many DVDs. Oh, good answer. I think I have too many of them. Cause like half the movies I could watch on some streaming service, I will say they are helpful for when they're not on any, like there are a few that are out there that are like, just not owned by anyone. And I'm like, who owns you? Like, can I, can I buy the rights to this? Like, what do you, where is yeah. it? But I, I think I just have too many of them. Like there's just a lot. And I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to own a DVD player as long as I have a PS, a PlayStation. I'll have exactly. Yeah, dude. I like ever since PlayStation two, PlayStation two could play DVDs. And that was in 2001. Like, uh, yeah, that was, the, yeah. And then, like, the PS3 could play Blu ray. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is sick. This is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no reason to own a Blu ray player anymore. No, zero. Just get a video game console. It's two in one. Um, yeah. And the last question I have is what, what thing was a big flex in school, but is stupid now? Uh, well, if we're going all the way back to elementary school, being the fastest runner. Yeah. That is dumb. Um, and, and, and this wasn't real. This is kind of like media portrayal um, being the, the annoying kid in class, you know, the one that acts out and doesn't do any of his work. And oh, yeah, like the class this. clown. Yeah. Yeah. Like on paper, that's kind of funny, but like looking at it, it's just like, you're just being a jerk to the teacher like, that's doing their job. This? Like yeah. um, that's dumb. It's it, the same thing as like rolling up into a, into a parking lot with like music blaring. Like, those people are the worst people. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me in school, the biggest flex of all time was having a lunchable at lunch. But when you think about it now, you're like, no. those cost literally three dollars. <laughs> like I could have just yeah. gone anytime and bought one. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so hyped when I had a lunchable. I was like, this is the greatest thing of all time. And you'd make everyone jealous. And it was like, not that big a deal. You know, it was, it was a really weird. obnoxious, uh, obnoxious flex was um, the people that 
were the older ones in the grade getting their driver's license before everybody else oh, and then coming that. into school just swinging their car keys and uh, stuff like i i think i was too late compared to my friends to be one of those people i definitely did show off my license because i got it and i was excited but like god this miller's like you- oh you know didn't you hear like shut up yeah, there's people and like you see those TikToks where they obnoxiously like walk it like this dude with the, like this the loud chewing gum, the late and they're chewing gum and they have like Chick Fil A and they're like keys are hitting everything and I'm yeah. like I've met a I was that person one time and I never will do it again. Yeah, was, you you're old for your for your grade when you were in high school. I imagine. I was so I got my license February of my junior year, um, but I could have gotten it. Yeah, well, I failed the test three times. Oh, never mind. My math was wrong. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I failed the test three times because of the parking. I could never do parking, right? Um, it was all. It wasn't even parallel. It was backing in because you couldn't like, do the. Well, because I always do it where I put my hand on the seat, the oh, seat back yeah. and look behind me, but they wouldn't let you do that, so I just kept screwing it up. Oh yeah, that's I, ridiculous. This is yeah, it's rule. so dumb. No one does that. Um, and so I failed it. Like I failed it twice because that third time I got it, and it was February, so I, I drove to school for like a year and a half, but. But yeah, I was, I definitely was one of those people that got it way earlier before a lot of other people did. And I could have had it in like November, Yeah, but I, I didn't. It was, it was the whole thing. Um, cool. Thanks for answering some questions. So now we're going to talk about the big one. Um, yes, the big one. Now, I will say after watching this movie, it has jumped into my top five because I forgot how good it is. Oh, yeah. um, so Derek, can you tell us what happens in Spider-Man Homecoming? Disclaimer, this is my favorite movie. It will, I am not even going to pretend to not have a bias for it. Um, it I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing its praises because it deserves it. In my opinion. So Spider-Man Homecoming picks up after the events of uh, Captain America Civil War. After Peter is coming home from Berlin. Uh, after he does the, the whole uh, airport battle and takes Cap's shield and all that stuff. And uh, he is super excited to be a superhero and he thinks he's going to like hang out with the Avengers and do all this like really cool stuff. Um, He's like constantly waiting on a call, but it comes to be pretty obvious to him that he's not really going to get one anytime soon. Uh, He's in constant communication with happy or at least trying to be uh, happy Hogan um, from uh, Iron Man fame. He realizes that he's like trying not to, uh, he's, he, he really wants to, throw all his eggs in one like huge superhero basket when he should be focusing on being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, so he does his like Spider-Man stuff. He, uh, he saves people. He gets back a stolen bike. He gives an old lady directions and all this stuff. Um, and through all of this work, he discovers accidentally a plan uh, that people are selling illegal weapons made from alien technology. Ooh. In the background, the dramatic irony of it, um, we find out or the audience knows that this is being done by Adrian Toomes. Uh, Adrian Toomes worked as basically just like a municipal cleanup guy um, who at the beginning of the movie we show was one of the people responsible for cleaning up after um, if you're cleaning up after the events of the first Avengers with the Chitari. So there's like people all around with um, uh, the Chitari uh, Leviathans and all the other thing and come and swoop in and it's shield is the one that cleans up which pisses him off because that means he's out of work and he hates the avengers for it but instead of like exacting revenge on uh the avengers what he does is he steals some of the technology forms a little crew with the people that he used to work with and ends up making it manufacturing and selling guns using this technology 
so Peter finds out all about this. He's trying to tell Happy. He's trying to tell Tony Stark, and they're not listening to him. All the while, Peter's using, the, trying to get used to this like crazy amount of technology in the suit that Tony gave him, and he's like not really used to it because he didn't make it himself. So eventually, Peter takes it on his own. Uh, he takes his own initiative in pursuing a gun trade and ends up almost killing hundreds of people. Uh, by accidentally uh, splitting a uh, carrier ship in half. Um, thankfully, though, Iron Man comes to save the day and um, basically tells him, like, you're not ready. I thought you I thought you were ready too early. Um, I'm taking the suit back. Uh, and Peter's like, well, now I'm screwed. Like, I don't have the suit. What am I going to do? Because this is a Spider-Man movie, all the while, Peter's also dealing with high school things. So he's dealing with a girl that he likes. He's dealing with a bully that won't leave him alone. He's dealing with um, uh, the academic decathlon going on uh, field trips. All oh, the man. while, yeah. All the while, his best friend, Ned, being the guy in the chair that helps him out. So after this whole thing happens with the ship uh, getting his suit taken away, he asks the love of his life, Liz, beautiful woman, uh, to homecoming and uh, he goes to pick her up and finds out that the father of Liz is Adrian Toomes Woo! Like, holy crap so while Adrian's driving Liz and Peter to homecoming he realizes that Peter is Spider-Man because Peter's been getting in the way of the operations basically scene. yeah basically says like hey uh, if you try to mess with me again I'm literally gonna kill you I am going to murder you if he you try to mess with me he pulls out a gun he pulls a gun at him and points it at him and so Peter goes to homecoming with Liz and it's like something that he always wanted. And he's just like, crap, I got to stop him. So he puts on his homemade suit that he originally wore before Tony ever came into his life, ends up uh, stopping Adrian, um, <laughs> stopping Adrian, leaving him strung up for the cops to take care of because, you know, he doesn't kill people. He's Spider-Man. And uh, the movie ends with him getting a new crush on Zendaya. Because, of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Um, And in my personal opinion, this is the quintessential Spider-Man movie. The Spider-Man plot, I should say. Uh, It totally proves that Spider-Man can exist and will exist in every generation and every era. And it proves that it will be done extremely well. Uh, This movie gets the first 10 plot from me. It's a 10. It's a perfect plot. I would change absolutely nothing about this movie plot. Uh, I agree with you that it's that it's almost airtight. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. Uh, I give it a nine solely, solely so. because, um, number one, I, I want to be absolutely sure that it's a 10. But number two is I did give it, I did kind of give myself a knock for being like, oh, this is, I'm super related to this. I, I, feel like I buy my way in because it's high school. You know what I mean? Like, because I I feel very close to that still, Mm -hmm. um, that whole kind of like, I, I, it's something that I'm, you know, really as a person, I can't really relate to Tony Stark because I'm not, you know, like a 45 year old tech billionaire. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had the same adult experiences, but Peter Parker, I have to some degree. So, so that's the only reason I give it a 10 because I was like, it's very easy for me to hone in on this plot, but the elements of the plot itself are very, very good. Um, that, and this kind of goes into writing, but that plot twist of Adrian Toomes being Liz's dad is like one of the one of the greatest ideas ever. And I'm not sure if that's canon. That's that's comic canon, I should say. I'm yeah. not sure if that's comic canon. I mean, that's just a great idea. Yeah, I've never, yeah, overall. I've never looked into it, but that's one of those things where I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, that made yeah. the movie better. <laughs> yeah, I do, like there's not really much to say about the plot. It's just like so good. Like yeah. it's just, it is, it's got the right amount of twists and turns. It's got the right amount of character development and it just, 
it makes sense for what it is. Um, and it also sim- simultaneously sets up future MCU stuff. It sprinkles it in there without you knowing it. Yep. And I think that that's really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, going into writing and characters, this is where I, this is where it gets to 10 for me. This was, this was really good because partially, so I, I was th- hovering around a nine and then we get to the scene where we find out that Adrian Toomes is Liz's dad. And I think that that is so critical to the character development of him and Peter, because we see a bad dude as an average Joe doing stuff and he has a family and he, cause a lot of these villains that we see in the MCU, they're like, yeah, you know, they're bad people and you can't even really reconcile that they have a good side. We literally see it. We literally see him being a good guy, doing everything he can for his family and just being a, being a dad, essentially yeah. being. Yeah. That when, when Peter comes to pick her up and he's like, you want a beer? And he's like, I'm 15. He's like, good. That was good a answer. test. It's like, right. I've literally heard fathers say that. Exactly. So like seeing that means like, Oh, I really, I shouldn't like this guy. Cause what he's doing is wrong, but I kind of get it. Yep. And I really feel in oh, tune yeah. with this guy. Like he's a good, like, and also Michael Keaton is just chef's kiss. Yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah. um, so, and also just the writing itself. There's, there's no, there are literally no moments in this movie where mm-hmm. I go, Ooh, I did not like the way that they said that or did this. I didn't agree with this choice, but it, it's literally perfect. Like I can't, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, so yeah, writing a characters knock out of the park 10 for me. Also got a 10 from me. I I've said many times that the three characters that you need to get right in a movie are the protagonist, the antagonist, and the deuteragonist. And so the protagonist, Peter, perfect. The antagonist, Adrian Toomes, perfect. And the deuteragonist, Tony Stark. Yeah. He's Tony Stark. He is, he, we get Tony Stark learning his lesson from Age of Ultron and Civil War. And that scene where the, the if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it. That just yeah. like so encapsulates what Spider-Man is. And the in, in like the meanwhile, strengthening that connection between Tony, Tony and Peter. Cause I've said so many times, Tony sees Peter as a reflection of himself and that much is obvious, but more so than like, like every, like the casual MCU fan would notice. And like, I only say that because I'm one of Spider-Man's biggest fans. And so of course I've done a deep dive into this. Um, and even if you want to go as far to say that Ned is another deuteragonist, Ned was exactly what he needed to be. He was a goofy comic relief guy in the chair. And that's exact and if you're gonna give peter parker a sidekick that's exactly what he needs to be yeah Um, i think i think um two things for move on to directing cinematography that i think are really really well done about this movie well the the one that we don't need to talk about because we've said this a million times about homecoming is like thank god it's not an origin story yes Um, yes and they and they do this in a really subtle way where they're going like when when ned's talking to peter about the spider and he goes spider's dead ned like like and that's kind of a reference to being like we're not doing anything that you would think of um, just move on from an origin story. Number two is that one of the actual things is that uh, Ned finding out almost instantly into the movie that Peter is Spider-Man is so good. Great so, choice. Because Great like, choice. Because we've seen iterations of all these superheroes who are like, I can't tell anyone my secret. Um, but it's like, no, even superhumans need help. You know what I mean? Like even yes. even even super people need need their friends to, to understand and know. Um, and the other thing is that I think... MJ is literally one of like the best characters written in the MCU. She's so, I I honestly think that she knew that like she claims in far from home, which we'll get to later that she knew Peter was kind of Spider-Man the whole time, but mm. you can see it in homecoming that she's like, mm, there's something off about you. And I yeah. don't know what it is, but also she's just like the best when like the scene when they're in DC mm. and she goes, I don't really want to celebrate a thing built by slaves. And the teacher's like, well, I don't think about that. And the security guards like, eh, <laughs> and she's just like yeah, i'm getting in some light protesting in before dark or something like that's yep. it's just she's such a good character and also like not the stereotypical like movie heartthrob that the pro that the main character falls for she's like a very 
um, radical, like aggressive person, but yeah. like that complements Peter's personality. Yeah, she falls out of like the manic pixie dream girl type deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. and instead like creates her own like identity as a uh, a love interest that in this movie doesn't even motivate isn't even the love yeah. interest. Exactly. And so, I, like the fact that she was just a character that propelled Peter forward in any kind of way, just hats off to the writers. Man. And that it's one of those things that's like falling in love with somebody based on looks alone is not actual love that's just yeah kind of obsession right and so mm-hmm. and he's not really like into her that way in this movie but because that she is a support system for him he then finds out that he actually does care about her in a way that is more than just his friend which i think is a good right. is a good thing um moving on to directing cinematography what do we got so i give it an eight um john watts directed this movie and i think he did an incredible job I, some of my favorite uh scenes that stick out to me uh when peter is climbing on the bottom of the quinjet uh, when it's in in uh, cognito mode, so it's basically invisible. That was that was really well shot. Um, I really appreciated everything about uh, the the montage of um, Peter at the beginning of the movie helping out people around the streets of New York because that's what Peter is. That's what Spider Man is. He's he's the everyman's hero. Um, really, uh, I loved the scene of um, Iron Man showing up to save Peter's ass when he splits the boat in half. That was a great scene. Um, just, just. Oh, and obviously the the drive to homecoming scene when when Adrian's yeah. face gets red when he realizes the Spider Man was was Vulture. Gorgeous. Um, that being said, nothing like really. Other than that, I there nothing like blew my mind. Um, I will say, actually, you know what? I'm going to change this to a nine because I just remembered how this movie opened. Yeah, and it's the with the vlog that Peter took when he was Incredible in. It, yeah. Cause, cause in the grand scheme of things, this is a Gen Z Spider-Man, like yeah. Spider-Man that I, cause we got two millennial Spider-Mans and then we got a Gen Z Spider-Man. Very good. And, and neither of those were good at all. Yeah. Um, and we got a Gen Z Spider-Man who of course he's not going to work for a, a paper, uh, a newspaper company. Like, of course he's not going to like be a, a pizza delivery boy on a moped, all this stuff. He's going to like, he's a TikToker, man. Exactly. He's a TikToker. He's a, he's a vlogger, all this stuff. Like, of yeah. course he's getting, he grew up watching David Dobrik. Of course he's going to vlog his stuff. Right. Um, it, it really just every, most shots like just really encapsulate what this, this iteration of Peter Parker is to not only like as a, as Spider-Man, but as a person, I, yeah, I bumped it up to a nine. <laughs> yeah, I gave it an eight. There was mostly for the same reasons you said. The one scene that really pops out to me is the scene with with Adrian and Peter finding out who, like, basically him finding out Peter's Spider Man. There's a shot where basically Adrian's last line of the scene or something is uh, he's I forget what he says, but it's super ominous. But the light on the the street light turns green and you can see it light his eyes up green which is like exactly what the vulture costume does and i was like oh that's so good that's so smart um so and and a couple other shots were really good i like the quinjet scene where you know the whole thing was shot really nicely i think just the whole aesthetic of that of them on i think that's coney island on the beach that they're on i think um, so yeah when it's like all on fire that's really cool because that's like a really aggressive scene like yeah. very aggressive like and oh the other scene when he um when he gets crumpled by all the bricks when adrian first like Oh, you oh. can do it, Peter Parker. You can do it, Spider Man. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. it just was so good, so well done. I mean, I just think the whole movie looked good. It didn't really blow, like super blow me away, but it was just very well done overall. So eight for me. Yep. Uh, moving on to acting, this gets another ten for me. Um, nobody is bad in this movie. Quite literally, everyone is good. Uh, 
super underrated character that I think doesn't get talked about enough for this movie is Aunt May. Marissa Tomei is a goddess um, and we love her. Also making Aunt May not a thousand years old. Yeah. Good job. Good. Yeah, if you're going to age Peter, Peter down, you got to age her down too. Well, yeah, because like Peter's what? Supposed to be 15 or 16? I think he's 15, 15 in this movie, yeah. 15. He's like 15 or 16. So like if his aunt is the same age as is relatively close in age to his parents, like she shouldn't be that old. You yeah. know what I mean? And even mm-hmm. in the other iterations of Spider-Man, like Peter was still supposed to be like 16 or 17. Yeah. But like, or I think in The Amazing Spider-Man, he was in college. But same difference. Like she shouldn't be 75. You know what I mean? She shouldn't be right. grandma. She right. should be Aunt May. And I think she's just a really good, like fun aunt who's taking care of this kid. Um, but I think the entire, every performance is rock solid. There's like, nobody is bad at all and i it's host you'd have to really find something to pick apart and i think it's just very good yeah i i agree it's a 10 every everybody nails it out of the park or knocks it out of the park I, I, tom holland's the best spider-man it, it's an undisputed fact at this point if you disagree then you're wrong um i something a, a scene that i it completely forgot to talk about in the in the plot was at the very end of the movie when uh when tony shows peter the iron spider suit and is like i want you to be an avenger and Peter's like, no, I, I think I need to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for a while. And Tony's like, yep, that was a test. That was totally a test. And then it's revealed that he was actually offering him uh, because he, it, Tony in that moment realized that Peter's better than he ever would, ever would be, ever. Um, so that was awesome. But anyways, because yeah. uh, I was thinking, who was bad in this movie? And then I remember, ah, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in this movie for two lines, five minutes. Um but even even though she's she did fine uh yeah everybody did exactly what they needed to do um ned is ned might be my favorite side character in the entire franchise also um, here's my here's my other thing that i'm just thinking of now um the fact that we get an aaron davis sighting played by yeah uh, donald glover donald lover dude where they're just confirms. directly referencing that miles morales exists in the mcu oh dude i have theories about miles morales i can't wait to talk to you about him a I really hope that that is a thread line that was started that would bring it all the way to the multiverse in, in no way home. I really want that to be, I don't think miles is going to be brought up in no way home, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But I really, that would be such a good, like, like seed planting. That'd be so. I think the fact Um, that they were like, he exists in this universe is kind of like pushes it away from the multiverse. I think if they're going to, if they're going to introduce the multiverse, it's not going to have anything to do with miles because of the um, spider verse franchise. So but the fact that they even put it in there is like, oh, that's so... Well, I'm telling you, I have theories, man. I'll talk to you about them after the episode. Um, what do we have next? We have special, special effects. effects. What'd you give it? I gave it a... Honestly, this hovered between a 7 and an 8 for me. Um, the stuff that looks good looks great. Like the the shot of Peter climbing the the Washington Monument and jumping over the the helicopter. And then him like doing the Ferris Bueller through the, through the thing. Like, obviously, that's CGI'd suit and everything. And uh the quinjet was great the the fights with the vulture the vulture looked incredible yeah but the there was there are a few points where i'm like ooh, this is actively bad (laughs) um and there's one scene very specifically uh where peter is using his web wings to glide onto the the ship that he ends up splitting in half Mm -hmm. and dude that model of him does not move (laughs) it's gross it looks really bad and i'll give it up for that um but other than that like the 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 movement of peter's eyes gave him a lot more personality like the the joke about activated instant kill when his eyes go red like that that was great um yeah it's an it's an eight it's good there are a few parts that are not good but everything else is good yeah i went with a seven 
there were some moments that I was just like, I, it's just random special effects. There's nothing like outwardly crazy. Mm-hmm. A couple moments are really good, but overall, nothing, nothing too wild. Yep. Um, score. I forgot that there's real music in this movie, <laughs> like non like instrumental music. Um, that alone bumps it to an eight. I gave it an eight. I think that the songs themselves, whereas Guardians, the, the music informs the movie, the music in this movie just kind of um, shapes character. Yeah. So like Blitzkrieg Bop, just that whole aesthetic exactly. of that yeah. song is like, yeah, yeah, this is Peter just being a dummy Blitzkrieg around town. <laughs> yeah. And just some of the other songs that were in, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was overall just, I liked incorporating that element. It makes it still feel more human and more down to earth. So I gave it an eight. It was good. No, I agree. And I, I also gave it an eight. It's, it's that whole, like, um, I, I think one of my favorite cinematic movies and moments of the movie is when he's going through the suburbs of New York and he gets out in the field and it's, it's like really zoomed in on him and he shoots out the web and then it pans, the camera goes behind him and there's like no trees. Um, the way that the music swells and swells and swells and swells and then just cuts like that, that was, yeah. that was really, I guess that could be directing, but um, also, also the way they incorporate like the Spider-Man theme, like the traditional one throughout most of the orchestration. Yeah. I think, I think it was good. That's really good. And like you said, Blitzkrieg Bop is like the perfect song for this it's Spider-Man. Good. It's, good. it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so rounding out the scores, I gave it an 8.75, which is my highest rating. We both gave it our highest rating on this one. Um, I hadn't given a movie over an eight yet somehow. Wow, really? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm a harsh critic. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little more lenient on my criticism. Uh, you gave it a 9.3, so that rounds out to a 9.03, our new number one, which I think, yeah. Uh, yep. Above Guardians 1? Yeah, significantly above Guardians 1. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, uh, well, well above Guardians 1. Yes, yeah, so Homecoming, Homecoming is my favorite movie uh, in, the, in the franchise. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, my second favorite Spider-Man movie <laughs> behind Spider-Verse. Um, and I could talk for literal hours about this movie. Literal hours. Yeah, it's it's real good. Uh, next week, we will talk about Thor Ragnarok, where we really get into... We finally of- get a good Thor movie. I know. The Taika Waititi, you did it, man. You Thanks, did Taika. It. I just want to talk about Korg all day. I love Korg. I'm sure, yeah. Korg. Hey, man, this is cool. Um, so... Yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. Be sure to, to watch it and then listen to our probably bad opinions, but who cares? We do this for fun. Um, Derek, let's do a little Crisis Averted. Who are you sending some love to this week? Um, some love to John Tillman and the uh, University of Maryland lacrosse team for pulling it out in overtime to beat the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to get to the semifinals next week, going to championship weekend. <sighs> Don't give me a heart attack this time. Um <laughs> Uh, love to Victoria, who I saw this weekend. Congratulations on graduating. Uh, also to my roommate Tyler and our friend, good, 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 good friend Tyler. Um, also, just he's wrapping up his last semester of grad school, so he's quite literally a master. Um, and to you, man, I'm glad you're going to be home in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Uh, two, two and a half. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sending some love to this might age. This probably will age like milk, but send a love to the Washington Capitals. We need we need a W today and uh, probably won't get it. But uh, <laughs> um, I did Best say Boston luck. in six. I did say Boston in six. So we'll probably win and then lose again. But it is what it is. Um, and I'm also sending some love to my cousin, whose real name is Vinny. That is a true thing, um, because he per- helped work on a show that just dropped on 
Disney Plus for Discovery Channel. Oh, no, crap. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. Good it's called, uh, I think, Race to the Center of the Earth. But it's basically these four teams. It's kind of like the Amazing Race, but a little different. These four teams like compete um, to, to like in a series of challenges, and, and the whole series is up on Disney Plus. So I have to go watch it. But he got Good to spend two that months. Rocks. He got to spend two months in Siberia for it, um, which was pretty cool. So, um, so good job, Vinny. You don't listen to this, but one day, hopefully, you do. Um, that about wraps it up. Derek, any final thoughts? Last week, I took a poll, and it turns out that 100% of the people in the tent were pissed off. I don't like you. <laughs> and for that, <laughs> this has been episode 68, unfortunately, of Quarter Life Crisis. We will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>